to the internet, my friend. How can I help you? We're online and in your face. Our Generation Radio. So it must mean that it's time for the Beach House here on Our Generation Radio. And I've got a lot of really great stuff planned for you. We'll kick things off with Brian Adams, followed up with Bruce Springsteen, Don Henley, Led Zeppelin, John Hyatt, and so much more. WOGR time is 7.01 p.m. And I hope you enjoy it. Here's Brian Adams to kick things off with Cuts Like a Knife here on WOGR.
charting at number 15 in the United States in 1983. That was Brian Adams with Cuts Like a Knife from the album of the same name called Cuts Like a Knife, again, from 1983. And the song was written by brian and jim valance and it became one of the highest charting songs from the album and has become since one of the most popular songs which of course and if you're like me you love this song so much you just want to roll over and fall down and stuff because it's just that good the kind of song that you can just crawl inside you know what i'm saying and he said that the chorus came about when he was just jamming and singing it cuts like a knife over and over again and then mr valance came through and said but it feels so right and valance then pointed out that in deciding with to go with a simple na 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 backing chorus he was trying to go with the same sounds as the beatles hey jude or steam's na na hey kiss him goodbye and of course journey's love and touch and squeezing which is really cool Yeah, and uh, evoking the same Midwestern small-town spirit, I've got Bruce Springsteen with Glory Days.
from 1984's Born in the USA. That's Bruce Springsteen with the Glory Days. And he still continues to play it. And like when he does his little bar gigs, like whenever he's back in town in New Jersey, it's very, very awesome. Coming your way, we've got Don Henley with Last Worthless Evening here on WGR.
inside their houses with the shades pulled down. God knows we could do some romance in the sleepy bedroom town.
does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? Yeah, I don't know. I always end up biting. Ask Mr. Fox, for he's much cleverer than I. Mr. Fox, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? Why don't you ask Mr. Turtle, for he's been around a lot longer than I. Me? <laughs> I bite. Mr. Turtle. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? Honey, he never made it without biting. Ask Mr. Owl, for he is the wisest of us all. Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? A good question. Let's find out. One, two, three, three. If there's anything I can't stand, it's a smart owl. How many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> the world may never know. Sausages. Dogs in search of the ideal snack. Sausages. What is that special treat? Sausages. We know they love to snitch a snack. We know they love to sneak a sausage, so... Sausages. That's it. Sausage-style snacks. Sausages. Made with meat, a hearty taste, a healthy chew, and voila, the ideal snack. Sausages. But what will we call them? Sausages. Doggy snacks? Sausages. Little saucies? Sausages. Snossages? New generation snossages? Scrumptious sausage-style snacks for Isn't football a fun game? No. Unless, of course, one's got the goal to play it. So to avoid getting clobbered again, which, by the by, is bad for my health, I get heaps of goal with Cheerios. Tasty O's of oats, toasted crisp all round, crisp through and through. Cheerios and milk are packed with muscle-making protein, and go, go, go! So as you dash merrily down the field, remember, Big G, Little O, go with the goodness of Cheerios! But watch where you're going. Especially when you're climbing for tricks, the corn cereal with the tangy taste of natural fruit. Fruit colors, too. And as we all know, tricks are for kids. There's a new pet. Chia. Chia pet. The pottery that grows. It's fun and easy. Soak your chia, spread the seeds, keep it watered, and watch it grow. And now grow a whole collection of fun with chia teddy bears. Puppies, kittens, rams, bulls. There's even a chia tree to keep your pets company. Chia Pets and Trees, the pottery that grows. The Chia Pet and Chia Tree are available at Kmart, Rite Aid, Ames, and Woolworth. Makes a great gift. With live DJs across the USA, this is Our Generation Radio, WOGR-DV, Columbia, South Carolina, a member of the National Association of Digital Broadcasters. Our Generation Radio.
just a little gem I'd found. It's John Mayer with his version of Tom Petty's Free Falling. And as you know, I absolutely love acoustic covers. They just make me all bright and shiny on the inside. What can I say? And uh, coming away, we've got the Gem Blossoms and so much more. So stick around. WOGR time is 7.35 p.m. And you're listening to The Beach House here on Our Generation Radio. Beaming to you live from my Ocean Villa studios in beautiful Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. It's currently 58 degrees and cloudy, but we're still rocking. And Found Out About You was actually from the album Dusted in 1989 by the Gin Blossoms. And it was written by the guitarist Doug Hopkins. And it's based on a compilation of episodes with several of his girlfriends. So you know all the good songs. They're either about strife... Struggle, which is kind of the same thing, um, and just lover stuff, you know. Yeah. So here's the Gin Blossoms with Found Out About You here on WOGR. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is a song I wrote a long time ago, very long time ago, called Mystery. Mystery All my life has been a mystery never ever meant to be that's why I call my love for you a mystery different country you and I have always lived in a different country and I know that airline tickets don't grow on a tree so what kept us apart is plain for me to see That much at least It's not really a mystery Estuary I live in a houseboat on an estuary Which is handy for my work with the Port Authority But I know you would have found it Insanitary Insanitary Hated me I'd be foolish to ignore the possibility That if we'd ever actually met You might have taken a really violent dislike to me Still, that's not the only problem that I can see. Dead since 1993. You've been dead now. Wait a minute, let me see. 14 years come next January. As a human being, you are history. So why do I still long for you? Why is my love so strong for you? Why did I write this song for you? Well, I guess it's just a mystery. First album I made called Home Free a while back. Thank you. It's about stars. It's called Stars.
guy at the looking glass was me version of stars and of course that is dan fogelberg and coming your way we're gonna kick it across the pond with mcfly Catherine tate and david tennant and a little bit more throughout the show but uh, that's where i'm starting and here's mcfly with all about you the very cute song Yesterday you asked me something I thought you knew So I told you with a smile It's all about you Then you whispered in my ear And you told me to Said you'd make my life work 
English. English is well dry. I don't see what's so great about reading anyways. Nah, reading's for losers. <laughs> in it though. At least we've got a new teacher today. Yeah, right, that'll be a laugh, isn't it? Morning. As I'm sure you're aware, my name is Mr. Logan. I'm your new English teacher. Nice to meet you all. I hope you're all ready to get to grips with some Elizabethan literature. Let's all turn to page 53 in our poetry textbooks. I think we'll dive straight in with the bard himself. Sir? Yeah? Are you English, sir? No, I'm Scottish. So you ain't English, then? No, I'm British. So you ain't English, then? No, I'm not, but as you can see, I do speak English. But I can't understand what you're saying, sir. Well, clearly you can. Sorry, are you talking Scottish now? No, I'm talking English. Right. Don't sound like it. OK, whatever you want. Now, let's get on with Shakespeare. I don't think you're qualified to teach us English. I am perfectly qualified to teach English. I don't think you are, though. You don't have to be English to teach it. Right. Have we got double English or double Scottish? <laughs> Is your name Lauren Cooper by any chance? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Why? Your reputation precedes you. Any day. <laughs> so, Shakespeare's sonnets. Sir? A sonnet is a poem. Sir? Written in 14 Sir. lines. The last two of which must form a Sir? rhyming couplet. Sir? Yes, Lauren? Can I ask you a question? Not just now. Can I ask you a question now? Just wait. But can I just ask you a question? I only want to ask you a question. Can I ask you a question? I'm just asking you a question. Can I ask you a question? What is it? Are you the doctor? Doctor Who. I don't know what you're talking about. You look like Doctor Who, though. I'm not Doctor Who, I'm your English teacher. I don't think you are, though. Lauren. I think you're a 945-year-old Time Lord. Listen. Did you just pitch up from Mars? Don't be ridiculous. You know your house, right? What? You know your house? Yeah. Is it bigger on the inside? You're a bit quiet. If you park the TARDIS on a meter. Okay. Can we please get back to Shakespeare? Thank you. So... Do you fancy Billy Piper, sir? Right. <laughs> you are the most insolent child I've ever had the misfortune to teach. Thank you. You're pointless, repetitious and extremely dull. A bit like Shakespeare. 
you're not even worthy to mention his name. William Shakespeare, William Shakespeare was a genius. You, little madam, are definitely not. Now just sit there, keep your mouth shut, or I will feel you in this whole module right now. I missed I bother it. I missed I bother it for safe. Lauren. Look at my face. I don't look at my face. Stop it. Is this the bothered face that's his before day? Right, I'm calling your parents. Are you disrespecting the house of Cooper? <laughs> Ridden wench. Enough. Are they calling my father a goodly rotten apple? Lauren. But he ain't even a goodly rotten apple. Listen to me. But he ain't even a goodly rotten apple. That's enough. Face it. Lauren. Go for it. Lauren. Enough. Look it. Look it. My liege. My liege. My liege. My liege. Go for it. Face it. You take the high road and I'll take the low road. Shakespeare's sonnets I ain't even bothered. My mystery size are nothing like the sun. Coral is far more red than her lips red. If snow be white, why then her breasts are done. If hair be wires, black wires grow on her head. I have seen roses damask red and white, but no such roses see I in her cheeks. And in some perfume is there more delight than in the breath that from my mistress reeks. I love to hear her speak, yet well I know that music have a far more pleasing sound. I grant I never saw a goddess go. My mistress, when she walks, treads on the ground. And yet by heaven I think my love as rare as any she belies with false compare. Bite me, alien boy! <laughs> That's better. <laughs> a rose by any other name would smell as sweet.
by singer and songwriter Christy McCall, otherwise known as the theme to the Catherine Tate show. And before Christy, I actually followed that up, or actually preceded, preceded that (laughs) with a comic relief Red Nose Day skit with David Tennant and Catherine Tate, who were both in Doctor Who at the same time during the time that that skit was done in 2007, David Tennant being the 10th Doctor in the Russell T. Davies version of Doctor Who. So, yeah. He's kind of my favorite Doctor. Actually, more than kind of. Anybody who knows me and has known me for that length of time knows that David Tennant is my dude. So, I found that. I was like, I have to play it. I've played it before, but this just made sense to me so yeah and they they do really well together and I will post the actual video clip onto my Facebook page so if you go to Facebook and type in the search box the beach house OGR all one word so that's the beach house OGR all one word into the search it'll take you right to my page hit the like button and check out everything I've got going on I do update it a lot And I try to update my shows. I do have playlists, and I'm terrible about posting them. But I do record the playlists and the shows. I've got it all up. I just need to remember to post it. But that is my official hangout on Facebook. And I'd love to hear from you. And I will post the link to that video that I'm talking about. So, it's all worth it. It's all awesome. Yay! And... Before Catherine Tate and David Tennant, we had McFly with All About You. I love McFly. They are so cute. They're like, I want to say they're kind of like the British Backstreet Boys. But like, if you kind of like made them a little younger. I don't know. But they're great. (laughs) Coming your way, we have Blues Traveler, Nancy Sinatra, and Joni Mitchell to sort of celebrate her Kennedy Center honors that she received recently. So, yay! And we'll kick things off with Blues Traveler and Hook here on WOGR. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
Bring your friends. We've got plenty of time.
is a public service announcement test from TakeMeFishing.org to determine if you need a fishing license and boat registration before heading out on the water. Let us begin. Are you a bear? Do you have a beak? Do you have plumage? Please tell me you answered no, which means you need to get a fishing license and have your boat registered, because it helps local conservation efforts protect the very natural resources you enjoy boating and fishing in for generations to come. Do your part at TakeMeFishing.org. Alka-Seltzer invents a new disease, the Blas. The Blas is kind of like the blues, only physical. It's when you're down in the dumps and you don't know a cold is working on you. It's when you're not feeling right, but you don't know what's wrong. It might be a headache on its way, a stomachache on its way. The Blas, who needs them? You know, we wouldn't have invented a disease unless we had something to take for it. Alka-Seltzer. If Alka-Seltzer can take care of real big upsets, think of what it can do for a simple case of the Blas. Chiquita banana and I've come to say Bananas have to ripen in a certain way And when they're flecked with brown and have a golden hue Bananas taste the best and are the best for you You can put them in a salad No, not yet, my dear That greenish way you're looking means that you are ripe for cooking How about me? No, no, when you are fully ripe, my dear Those little flecks of brown appear Me? You're most digestible, my friend. Delicious, too, from end to end. You can put them in a pie. Any way you want to eat them. It's impossible to beat them. But bananas like the climate of the very, very tropical equator. So you should never put bananas in the refrigerator. Bananas are a solid food that doctors now include in baby's diet. And since they are so good for baby, I think we all should try it. See, 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 see. Swingo's, a full-service hotel offering the personal attention and care of Jim Swingo's and his staff. Intimate and elegant gourmet dining in the award-winning Keg and Quarter restaurant. Lunch and dinner selections of unusual American and continental dishes enhanced by an extensive wine list. Stop at the exciting new lounge, a great meeting place with a pleasant atmosphere, entertainment and dancing from 5 p.m. daily, the place to be for an evening downtown. Swingo's Playhouse Square at 18th and Euclid. With live DJs across the USA, this is Our Generation Radio, WOGRDB, Columbia, South Carolina, a member of the National Association of Digital Broadcasters. Our Generation Radio. Welcome back, gang. WOGR time is 8.13 p.m. Eastern, and this is the Beach House here on Our Generation Radio. And uh, my friend Tina, she actually had a very interesting question asking, what happened to Blues Traveler? Well, they are currently in this incarnation. Uh, the singer and harmonica player is John Popper. 
The guitarist is Chan Kinchla. The drummer is Brendan Hill. And the bassist is Tad Kinchla. And the keyboardist is Ben Wilson. Tad and Ben join the band following the death of the original bassist, Bobby Sheehan, in 1999. So, yeah. I was nine years old back then, but I loved Blues Traveler then. I love them now. And their most famous top 40 singles are, of course, Run Around, Hook, and But Anyway. That third one I've never heard, but I think it's pretty cool, probably. And long story short, their label... uh, a&M dropped the band in 2002, and they've bounced back since then, uh, working with independent labels and record producers, and their latest album, Traveler's Blues, was released in 2021, so if anybody has heard it recently, let me know what you think, and I'll actually try to look at it here, too. I didn't realize they were still putting out stuff, so the more you know, and that's very, very cool. Because the harmonica and the vocals of John Popper are pretty, pretty awesome. One of those things that's stayed with me since I was a kid. And uh, coming your way, we have Nancy Sinatra, Joni Mitchell, Al Stewart, and some Steely Dan. So stick around. Thanks for listening. I got some troubles, but they won't last I'm gonna lay right down here in the grass And pretty soon all my troubles will pass Cause I'm in sugar town I never had a dog that liked me some Never had a friend or wanted one So I just lay back and laugh at the sun Cause I'm in sugar town Yesterday it rained in Tennessee I heard it also rained in Tallahassee But not a drop fell on little old me Cause I was in sugar town If I had a million dollars or ten Sugar Town I 
Just a tequila and a corner The full length of the parking lot Oh, I talk too loose Again, I talk too open and free I pay a high price for my open talking Like you do for your silent mystery Come and talk to me Please talk to me Talk to me, talk to me Mr.
I feel nothing but pride from that track. It was one of the best tracks I ever played on. As far as drums were going at that time, it was like if you had a club in your right hand and a club in your left hand and clubs for feet, you could uh, <clears throat> play. I had just opened my hi-hat a hair every couple of beats with what I was playing with my right hand on the hi-hat and it created this little sound. Now I've done that but never ever heard it on the record that I had done because engineers and sounds at the time, you know, it was, it was one of those things where it's a nuance and those things didn't exist. Part, but he fixed it up in his own parts of it were written right. this part was written mm. this verse part just a great musician slapping and also fretting with his thumb I, Chuck had a really unique but here's the chorus which was this you have to ask Chuck about the thumb business you know? they didn't want me to slap I think maybe, mainly because at that time slapping was just becoming popular and it was on a lot of records However, my be being a player, I think there are some songs that slapping sounds good. And no matter who you are, you want to keep in the fold of what's happening. Uh, Peg, uh, uh, that bridge there just seemed to be a slapping thing for me. They said, well, no, play with your fingers, uh, you know, something like that. And then you play these songs so many times that after a while, I remember just turning just a little bit. Either this way or this way and putting up a uh, partition and uh, they were about that high and of course sitting in a much lower chair and uh, I remember you know slapping they never knew it went down they never knew it except afterwards you can tell there was a difference in that bridge alright and here see I'll put in the keyboards again here so you got like here's your little rhythm section I'll tell you one thing that's interesting that, that I'm listening to now is that you don't really hear, in a, in a lot of groups that you hear, there's a lot of doubling between the uh, bass and the kick drum, and you can hear here that the, the kick drum is all sort of syncopated. It's not really, you know what I mean? It's not doubling so much the strong beats that the bass is playing. You gotta love them, but it's not like you go in there and you're just really good friends and you'll play and you'll try to get into it and they'll say, yeah, that's really good. And then the next day somebody else is doing it, a whole other band. It wasn't like they played musical chairs with the guys in the band. They played musical bands. A whole band would go and a whole incredible other band would come in. We never came up with a band of our own that we felt was the right combination of guys, that it was stable. It was just me and Walter. You hear somebody in a record and you say, wow, listen to this, this guy's a great solo, so let's have him come in and, you know, what would he be good on, you know, what would suit his style, you know, that's fun.
This tune, I think, is infamous among studio players in that we hired a couple of guitar players, you know, to play the solo, and, and it wasn't quite what we were looking for uh, until mm -hmm. we got through three or four, five players. Six, six, six players, or seven, Six you or know. seven, eight players. To me, it was sort of like, you know, some of it started getting foggy, right? I would come into the studio and go, okay, we got another day of this that we have to do. And uh, um, so some of it would just go by like, you know, days of the week. Here we go again, another guitar solo. Something else soloed or, oh, there it is. Let's check this out. Put it, go back and let's hear it in the track. Probably the, the the last guy to try it before Jay did it. Here's another one. And what is that? Some kind of little envelope filter thing he's got going there on his guitar? Didn't you hear someone do this to you? And then finally, um, Jay Graydon came in and did it with no um, difficulty whatsoever. Hawaiian. Yeah, that's kind of kind of a Polynesian. So I prefigured my own later resonance in Hawaii. I'd worked with them enough to kind of know what I was in for, you know. <laughs> certain words that they just wanted to hear a certain way that, you know, normally under normal, normal circumstances, people wouldn't, you know, they kind of, this is the words, you hear the parts, uh, you sing it, and, you know, uh, that's the phrasing. But for those guys, uh, phrasing could have such nuance, you know, that, uh, you know, singing a line like half as much as, you'd think, oh, you know, how many different ways can you say it in that phrasing rhythmically, and you know, but it would be, it would come down to such fine points like uh, pronunciation and uh, exact rhythmic, you know, uh, vibrato, no vibrato, you know, uh, things like that. And So it was always real challenging. He did a couple parts on, on top of himself. All in 3D, foreign movie. Let's check out his high part just to embarrass him. Cool. Back to you. Okay. Sorry, Mike. There it is. Totally yours, too. All in 3D for a movie. Back to you. Peg doesn't sound like much of a part, but the harmonies were so close that um, that was a, a real learning experience for me to sing a chord, you know, part by part with myself. That, you know, when you're going back into to sing that next harmony, it's so close to the note you're singing it. It was just uh, real hard for me to discern that interval and, and keep it in pitch, you know. 
we had a pretty specific idea about this, uh, how these background parts would work and the sort of swing band rhythmic approach and how we wanted it phrased and so on.
about this album that Jimmy brought up to me is that there's very rarely a third verse there's you know most of these songs have just two verses and one's repeated or we like in even the losers we don't even go back we sing two verses and hell with it you know we're on <laughs> another thing but I I tried to be as imaginative as I could in the construction of the songs, you know, as to, you know, where to put a bridge, do we need a bridge, you know, how, and uh, that was also just trial and error, you know, trying to find the right thing, trying to find an intro, you know, Mike and Ben would usually find something that was the right intro. Tom came in, he had the song pretty well written, of course he was just playing rhythm. 
playing that as he sang. Ben and I came up with this riff to kick the song off. Even Loses, uh, production-wise, reminds me most of Because the Night. Because if you listen to the drums on the thing, they're, they're swamped in echo, but yet they're very present, very powerful. And the guitars uh, lead the way.
Junction, Junction, what's your function? Hooking up words and phrases and clauses. Conjunction, Junction, how's that function? I got three favorite cars that get most of my job done. Conjunction, Junction, what's their function? I got and, button, or, they'll get you pretty far. Like this and that But That's sort of the opposite Not this but that And then there's or O-R When you have a choice like this or that And but or Get you pretty far Conjunction, junction What's your function? Hooking up two boxcars Making them run right Milk and honey Bread and butter Peas and rice Hey, that's nice Dirty butt happy Digging and scratching Losing your shoe And a button or two He's poor but honest Sad but true Conjunction, junction What's your function? Hooking up two cars to one When you say something like this Choice Either now or later Or no choice Neither now nor ever Hey, that's clever Eat this or that, grow thin or fat Never mind, I wouldn't do that, I'm fat enough now Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up phrases and clauses that balance like Out of the frying pan and into the fire He cut loose the sandbags, but the balloon wouldn't go any higher Let's go up to the mountains or down to the seas You should always say thank you or at least say please What's your function? Hooking up words and phrases and clauses in complex sentences like In the mornings when I'm usually wide awake I love to take a walk through the gardens and down by the lake Where I often see a duck and a drake And I wonder as I walk by just what they'd say if they could speak Although I know that's an absurd thought Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up cars and making them function. Conjunction, junction, how's that function? I like tying up words and phrases and clauses. Conjunction, junction, watch that function. I'm gonna get you there if you're very careful. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? I'm going to get you there if you're very careful. Conjunction, junction, what's your function?
nothing I can do about it. See the warmth in your blue 
Hello there. I'm Granny Goodwitch, the only human in the forest. Ready not, Granny, here I come. I heard that. It's Sugar Bear, and he's after my sugar crisp again. I can't get enough of that sugar crisp, sugar crisp, sugar crisp. Oh, he's coming. Where'll I hide my post-sugar crisp? It's a honey of a snack, you know. Better slow him up with my magic. I can't get enough of that sugar crisp. It keeps me going strong. He's the strongest bear I've ever known. Gotta hide my post-sugar crisp. Here's a safe place. Sugar Bear, honey, it's nice to see ya. Sure knows how to start his day a little bit better. You bet your booties, Granny. It's sugar sweet and honey flavored wheat, so it keeps me going strong. Thanks, Granny. Can't get enough of that sugar crisp. He could have gotten sugar crisp in Post Tens, too. Post Tens has all the cereals kids want. The right time to roll the knee Roll the knee And look into your heart, pretty baby Is it aching with some nameless need? Is there something wrong and you can't put your finger on it? Right then, roll the knee And I don't think I have ever seen a soul so in despair Baby, you've been down so long you can hardly see When the engine stalled and it won't stop raining It's the right time to roll to me Roll to me The right time to roll to me The right time to roll to me The right time to roll to me With live DJs across the USA 
This is Our Generation Radio, WOGRDB, Columbia, South Carolina, a member of the National Association of Digital Broadcasters. Our Generation Radio. of the new Get Back documentary on Disney Plus, which I haven't seen, but it's on my list. That was the Beatles with Norwegian Wood, This Bird Has Flown. And before the Beatles, we had Delamitri with Roldemy, with uh, one of my favorite memories being hearing that on the way to some field trip with Mossy Oaks Kindergarten Preschool. Shout out to Miss Danae and Miss Debbie, who are listeners and still good friends of mine to this day. <laughs> and they actually had an aftercare program. So I didn't age out until I was 12, I think. Yeah, I kept that running for as long as I could because I was just having way too much fun. We would go to laser tag and all kinds of stuff. And uh, the Carolina Ice Palace in North Charleston where the South Carolina Stingrays actually play. That's their home turf. We actually do have a ice hockey team here in South Carolina. And I know I'm drifting off. But yeah, so Delamitri, Roll to Me. One of my favorite songs. And I think I was six or seven when that song premiered. And so when we would go to our field trips, this was before they issued the mandate that you had to have a school bus versus riding around in like vans we had we there were two vans at mossy oaks and affectionately they were called the red van and the white van (laughs) and so it could bus all of us kids to wherever we were going so it was either the local pool 
Ice Palace, Frankie's Fun Park, Wild Adventures. I I went to Wild Adventures a few times, and on and on and on. But yeah, so just warm, fuzzy feelings with that song. <laughs> and coming your way, we actually have what I'm doing is like a jazzy Christmas block, and I'm kicking things off with the Vince Guaraldi Trio, otherwise known as literally the entire soundtrack to A Charlie Brown Christmas, and Marion McPartland, and so much more. So stick around, keep it locked. This is WOGR, and this is The Beach House here on Our Generation Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you dig what you hear, please find me on Facebook. Just type in The Beach House OGR. That's The Beach House OGR, all one word. And like I said, kicking things off, here's the Vince Guaraldi Trio with Christmas Time is here from the Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack.
That was Billy Idol with his version of White Christmas. As my little Christmas block continues, we'll have The Waitresses, She and Him, K-Star, Stan Freeberg, and Garrison Keeler, and news from Lake Wobegon. So, stick around. Keep it locked. WOGR time is 9.19 p.m. Eastern, and this is The Beach House here on OurGenerationRadio.com. Keeping it calm and groovy and relaxing on this lovely December day or evening as it were, and it's a cool 55 degrees and cloudy here in beautiful Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, and I'm beaming to you live from my Ocean Villa studios. So, I hope you're enjoying it so far. I am recording it for your playback pleasure. I'll be putting it up on my Facebook page. Just type in The Beach House OGR. That's The Beach House OGR, all one word, into the search box on top of Facebook. And it'll take you right to me. Go ahead and click that page and click that thumb and let me know what you think. Stop by. Have fun. Here's the waitresses with Christmas wrapping here on WOGR.
got to get home. But baby, it's freeze out there. Say, let me go. Touch your knees out there. You've really been grand. Thrilled when you touch my Why heart. don't you see? How can you do this thing to It's me? bound to be tough tomorrow. Think of my lifelong son. At sun. least there will be plenty of flies. If you caught pneumonia and I really die. can't stay. Get over that hold out. Oh, oh, but it's cold outside. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. Snowing, the wind is blowing, but I can weather the storm. What do I care how much it may storm? I've got my love to keep me warm. I can't remember a worse December. Just watch those icicles form. What do I care if icicles form? Flame grows higher, so I will weather the storm. What do I care how much it may storm? I've got my love to keep me Got my love to keep me warm My heart's on fire The flame grows higher So I will weather the storm What do I care how much it may storm I've got my love to keep me warm Morning, good morning Good morning, Mr. Scrooge Morning, Mr. Scrooge Morning, Mr. Scrooge Morning, Mr. Scrooge Hug everybody. Good morning, Mr. Scrooge. Well, the meeting will come to order, if you please. Are all the advertising people represented here? Everyone except Amalgamated Amalgamated Cheese. Well, if they're not here for the Christmas pitch, I can't help them find new ways of tying their product into Christmas. That's why I'm chairman of this board. Uh, let's hear it for me. Here, here, here. All right, Abercrombie, what are your people up to? Oh, same thing as every year. 50,000 billboards showing Santa Claus pausing to refresh himself with our product. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the public has come to expect that. That's and, uh... right. It's become tradition. Fine, fine. Uh, you there, crass. Uh, I suppose your company's running the usual magazine ad showing cartons of your cigarettes peeking out of the top of Santa's sack. Uh, better than that. This year we have him smoking one. Mm-hmm. Yes. It got Santa a little more rugged, too. Both sleeves rolled up and a tattoo on each arm. One of them says, Merry Christmas. What does the other one say? Less Tars. Great stuff. Uh, but, Mr. Scrooge... Well, who are you? Bob Cratchit, sir. I've got a little spice company over in East Orange, New Jersey. Do I have to tie my product into Christmas? What do you mean? Well, I was just going to send cards out showing the three wise men following the star of Bethlehem. 
I get it. And they're bearing your spices. No, that's perfect. No, no, uh, no. No product in it. I was just going to say, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Period. Well, that's a peculiar well, slogan. That. Old hat, Cratchit. That went out with button shoes. You're a businessman? Christmas is something to take advantage of. A red and green bandwagon to jump on. A sentimental shot in the arm for sales. Listen. Get the halls with advertising. fa la 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 While you can be enterprising. fa la 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 On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Four bars of soap. Three cans of peas. Two breakfast foods. And some toothpaste on a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Five tubeless tires Four quarts of gin Three cigars Two cigarettes And some hair tonic on a pear tree Chestnuts roasting Say, Mother, as sure as there's an X in Christmas, you can be sure those are Tiny Tim chestnuts roasting. Tiny Tim chestnuts are full-bodied, longer-lasting. This visible shell protects the nut. Now with XK29 added for people who can't roast after every meal. Tiny Tim, Tiny Tim, chestnuts all the way. Tiny Tim's roast hot like a chestnut hot. And they are mild, 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 mild. mild. Words to live by, Cratchit. Ah, oh, for you, maybe. Can't you just wish someone a Merry Christmas for the pure joy of doing it? Why? What's the percentage in that? Well, let me show you how to make Christmas work for you. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. And please buy our beer. There you go, Cratchit. That's Christmas with a purpose. I know, but wait a minute. Don't you guys make enough profit the other 11 months? Christmas comes but once a year. <laughs> Funny thing you should bring that up. That's exactly the point I was about to make. Hit it, boys. Christmas comes but once a year, so you better make hay while the snow is falling. Oh, that's opportunity calling you. Rub your hands, December's here. What a wonderful time to be glad and merry. But just so your mercenary toe. Buy a man and show all the toys, show all the toys up on the shelf. But just make sure that you get a plug, you get a plug in for yourself. But Christmas comes but once a year, so you better cash in while the spirit lingers. It's slipping through your fingers, boy. But don't you realize Christmas can be such a monetary joy? Well, I guess you fellas will never change. Why should we? Christmas has two S's in it, and they're both dollar signs. Yeah, but they weren't there to begin with. Huh? The people keep hoping you'll remember, but you never do. Remember what? Whose birthday we're celebrating. Well, uh, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. Uh, the story of Christmas and its simplicity is a good thing. I buy that. 
It's just that we know a good thing when we see it. But don't you realize Christmas has a significance, a meaning? A sales curve. Wake up, Cratchit. It's later than you think. I know, Mr. Scrooge. I know. On the first day of Christmas, the advertising's there. Christmas cards and commercials on a pear tree. Jingles here, jingles there, jingles all the way. Dashing through the snow in a 50 foot coupe. O'er the fields we go, selling all the way. promise I'm not cynical about Christmas. It's actually one of my favorite times of year. I just, I love Stan Freeberg and his comedy. Uh, that was from 1958. So that was Stan Freeberg and Green Christmas, also featuring the vocal stylings and talents of Dawes Butler, who, if you are familiar with the Hanna-Barbera catalog, there's pretty much nothing he didn't do. He was Elroy Jetson, Huckleberry Hound, Hair Bear. Uh, from Help, it's the Hair Bear Bunch in 1969, 1970, 1970, because it ended in 71. But still, there's a whole cast of characters that he was. So I bet you didn't realize this, but if you're my age, I was born in 90, I'm not ashamed to admit that, but if you were my age and you grew up with Boomerang, the original Boomerang put, produced by Cartoon Network in... 1997, 98, around that time, pretty much Dawes Butler shaped your life. Dawes Butler and so many others. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, there's that. And coming your way, we have Garrison Keeler with some news from Lake Wobegon from the Winter Collection. This one's called The Christmas Story Retold. And we'll see where I get from there. WOGR time is 9.38 p.m. Eastern time. Also the name that I was searching for when I was rattling off all those characters and people that shaped our childhoods. Mel Blanc, you will recognize him as Bugs Bunny. Here's Garrison Keeler. I'd like to come out here and tell you a story. It's a story I've never told on the show because it's not an easy story to tell. But somebody suggested this last week that I do, and so I think I will. It's a story that takes place many centuries ago in the Holy Land. And at that time, there went forth a decree from Caesar Augustus that a census should be taken of the whole world, or at least the world that he was familiar with, which was not nearly all of it. It was an order that was pretty well ignored in America, for example. <laughs> but in the Holy Land it was obeyed. 
And people went to their hometowns to be counted for this census. Could have been done the other way, with the government sending census takers out to count the people where they were, but there have always been a lot of governments that like to see people march to their orders and like to see people follow instructions and stand in lines. And so they did it that way. Everybody had to travel to their hometown. And among the Jews who traveled to their hometowns were Joseph and his wife Mary, who was great with child. And they came down out of Galilee, out of the town of Nazareth, down into Judea, into the city of Bethlehem, the city of David, because Joseph was of the house of David. And while they were there, standing in line, filling out forms, (laughs) the time came for Mary to be delivered of child. Now Joseph had tried to get them a hotel room. But the clerk said that all the rooms were booked. And when Joseph tried to explain that his wife was great with child, the clerk said, Don't tell me, I just work here. (laughs) And so they were living in a stable. In all of the manger scenes that we've ever seen, that stable is always shown as being a very clean stable and filled with clean straw, sweet-smelling straw, And I certainly hope that it was, though I doubt it. And there Mary brought forth her firstborn son, and she laid him in a manger, which is a sort of a feed trough. There were animals there in the stable. There were some donkeys and a few horses and some dairy cows. And their feed had to be put in buckets for them. But they still had a habit that came over to their feed trough. And they put their noses down. And they smelled the baby. Now there were roundabout shepherds tending their flocks by night. Lying in the fields. Actually they were lying around a campfire. And they were smoking. And they were telling jokes, and they were passing a bottle around. They were kind of a motley bunch, those shepherds were. (laughs) It was not a profession that educated people went into in those days. Kind of like parking lot attendants today. (laughs) They were not looked on with esteem by other people. They were not considered to be high-class citizens. Because sheep are not high-class animals, you know that? From a distance they may be, but not up close. (laughs) Sheep are fine if they're doing what they want to do, but as soon as you make a sheep do what you want it to do, I'll tell you, all the high-class people get out of the profession at that point. (laughs) And the only people left to be shepherds are the ones who don't have anything else. And so, as they were lying there around the campfire, when the angel of the Lord suddenly appeared unto them, They were sore afraid. They fell on the ground. They didn't just fall on it. They hugged the ground. They pressed their faces in the ground. They were kind of shy people, these shepherds. (laughs) And though the angel said, be not afraid, they were terrified. They were scared out of their pants. They hid the bottle. They thought God had come to punish them for drinking. (laughs) And they lay there whimpering. And they said, no, please, no, don't. And the angel said, Be not afraid. 
but they'd never seen an angel before. They'd never looked at an angel or smelled an angel or heard an angel's voice. And the angel was sort of like a human form, but not exactly. And the voice was kind of strange and kind of distant. And the smell that the angel gave off was a smell of such purity that it almost hurt their noses. So they were terrified. The angel said, Be not afraid. Behold, I bring you glad tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people, that unto you is born tonight in the city of David a Savior, who is called Christ the King. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a heavenly host praising God and singing glory to God in the highest and peace on earth among men of goodwill. Well, when suddenly the heavenly host ascended and left them, the shepherds all headed into Bethlehem to see what it was that they were talking about. They followed the star in a way, but the star was high in the sky. It sort of gave them general direction, but it wasn't useful as far as finding one stable in one town. A street map might have been more useful. So they had to look around for it a little while. Some of the shepherds believed what they had been told, and other shepherds weren't so sure. They'd stop townspeople as they looked around through the streets. They'd tap at somebody on the shoulder and say, You didn't see a heavenly host up in the sky just about <laughs> 10, 15 minutes ago off to the west, did you? person said, a what? He said, never mind. One shepherd said to another, you know, Bob, we were drinking a lot. I emptied half of that wineskin myself. But they found the stable, and they walked in, and there was Mary, and there was Joseph, and there was the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And instantly they all believed. They all believed instantly. They had to ask no questions. They knew it was all true, what the angels had said. And they tiptoed out of there after worshiping the child. And they were never to be the same people again. They went back to shepherding. But they were never the same again. They were filled with joy and happiness the rest of their lives. Not that it made shepherding any easier or made the sheep easier to handle. Sheep were sheep. And they could get angry sometimes and they'd be sad sometimes. But life would never again be the same for them. There was always a light in their hearts and it would never be dark night for them again as long as they lived. There were other things that happened. There were three wise men who came from an eastern university. There was an assistant wise man and an associate wise man. And there was the chairman of the wisdom department. And they came bringing gifts and they worshipped the child. They believed instantly when they saw it. Even though Worship had not been the purpose of the grant, and it really was not. 
was not the custom among wise men then to do very much worshiping at all. They were scholars. But they believed instantly. And so did the innkeeper in a way. He believed, at least he believed that an event had happened that had great publicity value for Bethlehem. (laughs) And he fired the clerk and sent a message to Joseph and Mary saying that it had been a mistake in the telex system, that actually there were rooms. And in fact, there was a suite of rooms for them. And they were welcome, the whole family was welcome to come and to stay the whole weekend at no charge. And he made plans that he would rename the hotel the L'Enfant Hotel (laughs) and would raise his prices. He would put up a plaque saying that the baby had been born there and would have a gift shop in the lobby selling holy nativity type items. And in fact, he had already placed a large order for hand-carved sheep when the word came back from the stable that they were gone. An angel had come again to Joseph and Mary and told them that their lives were in danger, that the government was about to begin a program of massacring infant children in the hopes of killing the one child whom the government believed might overthrow it. And so they had left. The stable was empty. The manger was empty. Just a bunch of hungry animals standing around inside. And outside on the street, there was a crowd of people who had come to see this. But it had gone. If they were to find this child, they would have to find him elsewhere or in some other way. The shepherds were the lucky ones when you come right down to it and the wise men because they saw it all they were there it all happened to them it didn't have to be told to them by somebody else they didn't have to sit down and study it and figure it out it was just given to them as a gift Tonight 
windy in Chicago The kids are out of school There's magic in Motown The city's on the move Christmas time Christmas in Dixie It's snowing in the pine Merry Christmas from Dixie To everyone tonight And from Fort Payne, Alabama God bless y'all. We love you. Happy New Year. Good night. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas tonight. Closing out my Christmas set, that was Alabama with Christmas in Dixie. We had Garrison Keeler and News from Lake Wobegon with The Christmas Story Retold and Stan Freeberg with Green Christmas. And closing out my show for the evening, we'll have Scott Hammett and his version of Harry Chapin's Taxi from a show he did at the long-since-gone Willoughby's in Columbia, South Carolina. WOGR time is 9.53 p.m. Eastern Time. I've had so much fun rocking out with you guys. I'll post the shows as soon as I can. And you can find them on Podomatic, but I'll go ahead and put up the link on my Facebook page. Just type in The Beach House OGR, all one word, into the search box on Facebook. So that's The Beach House OGR, all one word. Give me a like, let me know what you think, and it'll all be there. Here's Scott Hammett. I don't care. But it do. It's raining hard in Frisco. I needed one more fair to make my night The lady up ahead waved the flag me down She got it in the light Where you going to, my lady blue? It's a shame you ruined your gone in the rain just looked out the window She said Sixteen parts I Something about her was familiar I could swear I'd seen her face before But she said 
said, I'm sure you're mistaken. And she didn't say anything more. It took a while, but she looked in the mirror. Then she glanced at the license for my name. A smile seemed to come to her slowly. It was a sad smile, just the same. I used to take her home in my car We learned about love in the back of a Dodge But the lesson hadn't gone too far You see, she was gonna be an actress I was gonna learn to fly She took off to find a footlight Never know. Could 
we both got what we asked for Such a long, long time ago You see, she was going to be an actress And I was going to learn to fly Oh, she took off to find the footlights I took off for the sky Taxi, taking chips, getting stoned. I go flying so high when I. Live DJs across the USA. This is Our Generation Radio, WOGRDB, Columbia, South Carolina, a member of the National Association of Digital Broadcasters. Our Generation Radio.